Right then, hello and welcome to the first of the brand new Middle of the Grid podcast looking ahead at the quite exciting 2021 Formula 1 season. Joined, as I hope to be joined week in, week out with Brad and Saj. Firstly, fellas, how are we? I'm not too uh, bad this afternoon. I'm good, how are you? Yeah, cold is, a, is an understatement. We'll probably this afternoon take a look at the cars. We've had Ferrari's uh, livery and, and kind of car design released in the last kind of hour or so so all the cars are, are now out and in in the public eye and we'll firstly start with the the reigning champions and the team that will probably be champions again at the end of the season with mercedes is what are we expecting from them and livery wise what are we thinking in there they've they stuck with the the black design what are we thinking one word amg <laughs> let, let, let's be honest like um the fact that Mercedes is powering McLaren this year, um, and obviously McLaren uh, was just pretty brutal in saying uh, that they're not going to have the uh, Mercedes brand on the, the car, because even though they're supplying the engine. Uh, to say the least, it looks like uh, AMG is about to take over Mercedes or Ineos, which is rumoured to actually take over Mercedes, because uh, Ineos is, uh, at the moment, they're, they're buying quite a lot of the shares in the Mercedes F1 team. They're taking uh, over sports left, right and centre as well, haven't they? They bought teams know, yeah. high in cycling a few years ago too. Yeah, know? and uh, they're quite heavily uh, involved in um, boat racing. Uh, I don't know what uh, it's actually called, but... Um, yeah, the, I think it's the... Like, the America's Cup stuff. That's it, yeah. There you uh, go, yeah. Right, so, yeah. yeah, I remember. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, to be honest, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't know about the silver at the rear of the car, though, to be honest. Um, well, we've seen them on a lot of the I, cars. I like the silver, but only because I wish there was more. I, I think the black was good last year with the whole Black Lives Matter. It did what it was meant to do. But I think it, the silver arrow is iconic silver. So why change it to black? like continuously when they don't really have I mean obviously it has that strong reason but people probably aren't gonna... No, you're right I think as well is what we've seen with quite a few of the cars is that there seems to be a bit of a transformation as the car goes from kind of the front wing to the rear with kind of a, a, a kind of a move into a separate colour and obviously on the Mercedes you've seen it from the black into kind of the silver at the back where the AMG kind of is branded across the car and obviously, we've seen more red as well. in the Ferrari too, where the Ferrari, we'll come on to in a minute, has blended in from well, what seems to be quite a few different reds and illuminous green um, for an unknown reason. But, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get on to that later. <laughs> I am personally, on, on design-wise as well, and I quite like the black livery. I think it's quite nice. Um, I still think it probably has a meaning behind kind of the BLM stuff. And I know that Lewis is obviously, as we know, quite a big advocate for, for inequality oh, yeah, and stuff like that. So that's probably played a massive part in it. But I think as well yeah. as kind of, we know that that car is going to be the one that's going to probably have the Constructors Championship. And I'd, I'd hope Lewis having an eighth world championship with it too. Um, who knows if Valtteri can push him a bit more. I doubt it, um, but we shall see. But I personally think it's quite a nice looking car. Yeah, and I'm sure. sure Look-wise, it, it'll go as fast as it looks. Yeah, and that uh, remember the uh, Nikki star? So usually, obviously, uh, at the back of the, where the AMG is, uh, they usually ha- obviously had the uh, like stars of all the staff members that used to work uh, that worked on this uh, car. Yeah. So they uh, relocated the Nikki star near the cockpit, uh, just right behind the halo. 
which is really nice because it's, it still shows that Mercedes still cares about uh, Nicky and every day they're still thinking about him. Um, so it's because he probably played. I think Lewis is quite was quite vocal when when Nicky passed away and how pivotal he was to the success of the team and and kind of yeah. where it was. I know Toto. I've just spent the last few days watching the Drive to Survive thing on Netflix, just binge watching it before season three starts next week. And they obviously filmed at Hockenheim a short while after Nicky passed away. And Toto is obviously very good friends with Nicky and they used to car share and have dinner at most race weekends together and stuff like that. So I think we'll see the Nicky influence that little red star on cars on the Mercedes cars, at least for a, for a long while yet, as long as they're still in the sport. Yeah. Because I can see that sticking around longer there. than the black. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But the Mercedes, unlike a lot of the cars nowadays, uh, for example, the Red Bull, is not brandished and completely covered in sponsorship and stuff like that. And it is still very much, you know, minimal sponsors and, and a lot of colour. And yeah, I'm sure it'll be. Minus fun. the AMG, obviously, at the rear. Yeah. Apart from <laughs> Should we move on then to like the AMG? most controversial car? Ooh. The uh, Ferrari that has been released this afternoon about an hour and a half ago um which i know me and Sajri we spoke a minute ago or before we started recording that we quite liked its transformation of kind of color from the red at the, the the front to kind of the dark kind of maroon type stuff at the back which obviously we saw last year in the magello in the a thousandth grand prix for them and obviously it was the color they had at the beginning of their formula one careers um but the illuminous green has got a lot of people rolled up on twitter not really sure why it's green. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people. I was reading some of the comments about um, the car. Everyone just pointed out about the green um, on the uh, of the emission windows, uh, which a lot of people are, are saying. Why are they in the sport? Because the past since Ferraris. Um, got that partnership with Mission Winnows, but um, ever since they sponsored Ferrari, Ferrari just went downhill. So you're blaming the sponsorship of the Ferrari on their poor performance? Well, l- let's look at the statistics, because uh, the one time the uh, uh, Mission Winnows um, s- sponsorship logo was taken out, Ferrari didn't do too badly. And I'm I'm not even kidding. That's the thing. You can actually have a look at. I like them. how you're you're pinning that the Ferrari failure really of 2020 was, and potential failure of 2020. Oh no no, no. this is 2019. I'm go- oh, uh, okay. 2020. The obviously they got uh, caught for over well basically putting too much fuel into the engine, which was the reason why they were so fast in the straights. But um, going back to livery though, I do really like the transition from the. Uh, most modern Ferrari red to the original uh, Ferrari red that they re- used to race in back in the fifties. Uh, um, obviously, I mean we've we've seen we've seen it uh, in the one thousandth Grand Prix at Mugello, but um, I do like how it's not they haven't like splashed a lot of it. They only done like a third of the car, and it's the yeah. rear end. It's a nice little touch. Um, rather I agree. Than your thoughts on that? I know the Ferrari's only been out for the last couple of hours or so, but have you got anything really to add on what Sajas said there about kind of the transition, especially? And as well, they've got a read kind of, I suppose, nose to the front of the car as well, haven't they? Repointing out, didn't we, Saj? Yes, yes. We're going back to the tw- 2012, is it? 
I'm not sure the I think you abruptly named it the strap on era, yes. um, which is what a lot yeah. of people have, have labeled it as. And the, this year's Ferrari maybe isn't as um, major as some of the ones we saw in that period, but it still certainly looks like that. The Lotus, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it was the uh, um, what's it? Torosso, Torosso was really bad, wasn't it? Yeah, no, uh, but wasn't one of them yeah. double ended, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, and then they changed. So one side of it was longer than the other, so it fit in the regulations. Oh. Yeah. I remember one being double-ended. Thankfully, the Ferrari isn't double-ended, but it has got quite a weird (laughs) shape to it. Um, I suppose they've stuck it in the wind tunnel and maybe found something that's going to work for them this season, but we shall see. Do you like it or not? What, the new nose or the Ferrari? Uh, First the new nose and then the whole Ferrari. I like the new nose because it's different. I don't think I've seen it on any of the other cars, but I'm sure someone will probably say it's on someone else. Um, the car in general, livery-wise and kind of looks, it looks very nice if you exclude the luminous green. I think I, I sent it to Saj, someone's edited it on Twitter, so it's white. And if that logo there was white or black, it's a lot nicer and it's probably one of the nicer-looking cars on the grid. But, of course, with Ferrari, we all knew it was going to be red anyway. Um, yeah. That's fairly obvious. So there's very little they can do to surprise you. But the transition from the the modern day kind of red that they've raced in for the last God knows how long and to that traditional darker red that looked really nice and looked really nice in Magello, I think it's a really nice touch mm. to their kind of heritage and, and who they are as a racing team. Uh, just going back uh, quickly about the uh, wind tunnel um, testing. So Ferrari actually this year has got... Because they came sixth in the championship, uh, they got a lot more tunnel time, uh, wind tunnel uh, testing, compared to um, other teams like Mercedes, uh, Red Bull, uh, McLaren. Uh, so, to be honest, the uh, nose might be actually uh, something in- innovative that other teams might end up implementing, um, especially the bigger team. But uh, I think they also spent one of their tokens as well because they also introduced the token system on uh, developing the cars. Um, so it'll be interesting how uh, to see how uh, Ferrari and other teams have spent their tokens um, hmm. on uh, developing the cars. So with, with that nose, I think it does look a lot more aggressive than a lot of the dildo era noses. Because if you look to the side of it, it's sort of got like scoops going down. Um, almost, if the, when the light catches it right, you can see it. Yeah, it does. But one thing I will say is, but I do think the numbers, I think they're horrible. Oh, I just realised about the numbers at the back. Oh, God. Oh God. They, they almost look jokey. It's like they're taking, taking the mech out of last season and going, yeah, you know what, we were a bit of a joke. Let's oh, make exactly. our numbers a bit jokey. Which is a very un-Ferrari thing to do. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not on purpose, but that's the way I'm looking at it. (laughs) Compared to, like, the Mercedes uh, number, like, uh, how they've done it for uh, Lewis's uh, 44, um, like, that just, like, stands out and, you know, uh, looks a lot nicer compared to the uh, Ferrari, uh, how they've uh, done the font for the... um, Number 55 for Carlos, from what I can see you here in front of me. Um, but it just looks like I, they I don't know. Money and just thought I would just use something from Word. That'll but, do. 
Well, Ferrari is a quite a big team, you know. Like they get a lot of money from their sponsors compared to like a team like Williams, which we'll get onto later on. They um, get the most by far. Yeah, the yeah because also they've been in F one for so long. They get like literally a heritage mm-hmm. money for being yeah. in the sport. So, the more I look at the, the Ferrari, only team the more too as well, I dislike it. It's, it's, I think is how I uh, will it, describe it for me. <laughs> <laughs> It almost looks Williams like the well. start of a sticker bomb. Yes. <laughs> the the yes, logos yeah. just aren't placed right at all, especially on like the sort of where the driver's legs will be uh, in front of the Ferrari badge. It just why are those logos all at different heights? And then again, when you go back to the Shell, UPS and Ray-Ban, they all appear different heights just because of the angles of the car. I just don't think it's done right. We've completely teared this Ferrari apart. <laughs> yeah. No, in my luck is that this we've completely teared this Ferrari apart. It looks hideous and it's going to win every single race of the season. Um, <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves, yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've we've done enough with Ferrari. Um, we'll move on to I think the car that everyone was most excited about this season, and that was the the Aston, the Aston Martin. Obviously, um, Sebastian's moved over there with partner in Lance what are we thinking of the green and the racing the British racing green I personally absolutely love it I'm not a fan of the pink um, but apart from that I think the car itself is absolutely astonishing rather let you they go should, yeah they should have used the uh, AMR vault and there are drawings of it with the AMR vault but uh, apparently BWT had an influence on it and that's why it's pink so i guess they're the ones paying quite a lot of money they get a say in it exactly. it's not hideous but it could be better yeah i think I, I do agree with you lads to be fair but uh like for me personally i i actually don't mind the um bwt pink stripe um at the bottom um although yeah, that, that I was... stripe going down the side of the car i like it's the pink that's on the front wing that really annoys me. It just looks completely out of place. Hold on, I have not. Oh, the, like the little stripe at the yeah. front. Yeah. On the bottom. But it's because yeah. they've got that on the safety car. The new Aston Martin safety car has it in the vault along the front splitter. Yeah. Oh, if you, if right. you look at it, it, there's some quite strong similarities. Right, okay. That makes sense then. Because that's another thing. Aston Martin are taking over the safety car, aren't they? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's still <laughs> we're still going to have Mercedes and uh, a, a, a Aston Martin as safety car and medical cars. I suppose as well is, before we move on from Aston Martin, um, Sebastian has obviously moved over. He said in an interview at some point last year that he didn't want to move to a team where, you know, like Kimmy, where he's just kind of just sitting at the back of the grid and just kind of plottering on and enjoying himself, kind of just being there rather than competing. He wants to compete. He wants to be there in, in, in and around kind of the podium places. Is Aston Martin the team, I suppose, for, for Seb to do that? I know we saw it in a couple instances towards the end of last season, but are they the team that are going to get him podiums and, and race wins and pole positions this season? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree, to be yeah. honest. Simple. Because <laughs> he's as much, I, I used to quite dislike him, especially in the Red Bull era. I really didn't like him. That's because I was a strong Hamilton fan. So obviously you're one side or the other. But I think 
he he is a really good driver. You you can't excuse the fact he's a really good driver, and he will most likely outshine Stroll. So going into the racing point, which is a, going towards or Aston Martin, sorry, going towards the front of the grid. If he can get those podiums that Lance isn't getting, it could possibly get him another shot in one of the top teams if the Aston Martin doesn't become one of the top teams. I would personally love to see Seb one day in a Mercedes and seeing if maybe without Lewis, um, because I think Sebastian and Lewis as a team partnership is maybe probably a nuclear bomb in theory because both of them will want to be the number one driver and both cough cough uh, Mercedes back in 2016 right flashbacks to spares the Spanish Grand Prix yeah, yeah. even Hamilton Alonso <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah but to be honest uh, just going back about Vettel and Lance um, I think Lance is actually like he's starting to show how much talent he actually has like i, I think f- like a uh, few years ago he just used to make like stupid mistakes but like last year he's actually starting to prove himself a lot of people i think misjudge him because he got his seat because of his dad and the money that he, his dad invested originally in williams yeah but you see for example turkey you don't get a car on pole in those in the conditions that kind of Turkey had and how slippery and stuff the track was, if you're yeah. not a talented driver, and I think a lot of people maybe this season will be the year for for Lance to prove that he actually is a good driver that can be pushing at the top end of the grid. And it's just about I think for him is to, about getting a, a run of consistent results in and around the top five, top four, just kind of being in the picture, and maybe you yeah. know people will then start to appreciate him a bit more as a driver. But at a minute. I think, and it's a fair assumption, I suppose, by a lot of people, is that he was only originally put in the sport because of the money, money that his dad yeah. invested in Williams and his dad invested in in Racing Point or, or then Force India. I mean, to be honest, though, he still did quite well relative to any other year uh, he's been in the in the sport. He's actually performed quite well compared, um, which uh, he- you, you know. He's been getting criticised quite heavily by people uh, online for you know being an absolute paid driver, but now that he's shown his form, he is though. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, he is. <laughs> like, but this, like, the like, what I mean is, he's a paid driver with no talent, which, I, like, at, at the time, yeah, I can agree with, uh, like years and years ago, but. He's starting to show his form, and he, if he can keep it up and keep putting pressure on Vettel. I think uh, you know, like he'll 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 he might have a chance with outperforming Vettel, which might be a bit. Uh, Who knows? Uh, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a big chance for him because Seb, I would suppose, is probably a bit low on confidence after last season and how poor yeah. for us. is kind of a year for him to kind of, I suppose, resurrect his his himself and his his confidence and maybe his career a bit. But Lance, oh, I think, yeah. always had two very this year as well and, and looking at last year and last few years with, with Sergio has had two very consistent drivers who can perform at a consistent level and I think it's about like I said a minute ago it's about Lance finding that consistent level to be you know yeah. pushing for you know podiums one thing about Lance 
everyone keeps saying that he, he he's getting better, he's getting there, he's getting there. But how long has he been in F1 now? It's been what three, four years? Uh, he's been in the sport since 2017 with uh, Williams. Yeah, so this is his fourth year. And most most people who were getting the results that he was getting when he first came into the sport, they just wouldn't have stayed in. And literally from my own racing experience, I can say the longer you're in a car, the more used to a car you are. You can get in a car and be a couple of seconds off the pace. And then as you get used to it, you're just going to get back up to the pace. Yeah. Obviously, you do expect to do that in under a season, but look at F2. F2 is renowned for everyone having a, a pretty bad first season and then coming into their own in their second season. And then that's when they'll move on to Formula One after that. So I think because of the money and because he's a paid driver, is the only reason he's still in F1 and he's still doing well. No doubt. If he didn't stay in F1, I reckon he would have done really well in other championships, possibly DTM, Formula E, uh, yeah. or go over to America for IndyCar. IndyCar yeah. I see that as well, because obviously towards the end of last season, no one really had an idea where someone like Sergio was going to be. And obviously I think Sergio is probably one of the more liked people on the grid and in the paddock. And it was probably a bit, I think, a bit of a worry to not have someone like his experience on the grid. And obviously now we know he's at Red Bull. But because Lance is, I suppose, really is probably still in the sport because his daddy's, what, like the chief investor <laughs> team or something like that. So we'll see what happens and if he loses patience with his son. But I hope for Lance's sake that he he, he has a half-decent season and you know, maybe you know, it's time for Aston Martin to what take a third in the Constructors' Championship. I know they missed out on it last year in, in Abu Dhabi, so we shall see. It's more them getting third. I think McLaren will take third instead of them. To be perfectly honest, it's a good shout. They're, yeah. they're looking very strong this year. That 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 third place is going to be highly contested, and I think so, it's going to be probably between McLaren, Aston, and probably Ferrari. If that, um, I'm not sure Alpine will be anywhere near it. Neither will the uh, Russian national team Haas, um, or AlphaTauri, or, or Alfa Romeo, and I don't think the Williams would be anywhere near that part of the grid anyway. So it's a free horse race for further constructed championship and that is an awful lot of money in Formula One for getting third. We'll move on to um our classic. Usually well, I mean everyone doesn't really get excited about their oh, unveiling oh, because yeah, it's the same car as it has been for the last decade. Uh the Red Bull this year, Max Verstappen again, and he's now partnered by Sergio Perez. He's bringing in a bit of money for them too. Obviously they probably don't need it. But what are we thinking of Red Bull's yeah. chances? And I would say the livery, but it's the same car every year, so we don't even have to discuss that. I'll be honest. Red Bull is quite known to just ruin talent. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it out there. Every single driver that's been put with Max, including Daniel Ricciardo, has had their careers ruined in some way. Like, for example, Dan- Daniel Ricciardo back at the Monaco Grand Prix... Is it 2016 or 2017? I can't remember. <laughs> it's one well, where he won or where he got screwed up. By... Where he got screwed up. I think I was. I think it was 2017. Oh, he was one of them. Because he redeemed himself in 2018. But like at the moment, Red Bull is just mostly focusing on like the main driver, which is Max Verstappen. And I don't blame them. But however, they also need to put in the resources and making sure that the they also build a car for their second driver, because it seems like they're building a car for Max, but only for Max. 
like yeah. and they're, they're just adding uh like they're putting in the same features in the second driver's car which every single driver has got some sort of like they've got a different driving style um some may be a lot more aggressive than max some may be less aggressive a lot like a lot smoother but they're, they're all building a car uh, every single year they build a car for max not for their second driver which has caused like people like pierre gasly and Alex Albon to, you know, have shocking results. But, like, ever since uh, Pierre Gasly has left Red Bull uh, 20, in 2019, 2019 um, his performance just shot up the roof, you know, uh, with uh, Toro Rosso back, uh, back then. But, I, yeah, that's, yeah my, that's my opinion on Red Bull, to be honest, though. Um, it's disappointing because they do probably have one of the best young driver schemes out there. You know, you look at, you've mentioned it there, Gasly, Albon, obviously Verstappen as well was obviously one of their products. So it is quite annoying to see that talent wasted, especially Alex, that we saw when he took Pierre's seat. I think he started his, in Belgium in 2019. He showed pace. He showed good kind of racing ability. And, you know, he, I think he was undone by qualifying pace really last year. He was often quite so in qualifying, but his race pace, I felt, was actually half decent. But you're right about Red Bull very much favouring Max. And I think if they want to start challenging Mercedes more and more, they need to start working more as a team rather than Max Verstappen racing. And I think Max maybe is going to, in the next few years, if I was him, I'd be starting to become frustrated if the car's not really moving anywhere and he's not really or realistically competing for world championships because he is a driver that should be and and will probably no doubt one day be a world champion. And I think in the next few years, it'll be a big thing for him if he sees that that team's not competing on, on what to do with his his career. Um, I, I'm I'm a lot more of a fan of Verstappen now. Now he's got older and calmed down a bit. He's a lot less crashing to someone and instantly accuse them. It's like, especially when he first came into F1, he was very, very hot-headed. You can't blame him. He was what seventeen, so being seventeen in what Formula One, it's it, it's insane. He didn't even have a driver's license, so you have to give him the respect that he deserves for for getting into F one so young and doing so well so young. But Red Bull have put so much behind him that they do need to sort of hold back a bit. Now he is one of those top top drivers. And if they hold back and focus on their second driver, I think Red Bull would have a very good shot at the constructors. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But I certainly think Sergio is bringing his own money in. You know, he knows that. He was bringing in loads of sponsorship for, for Racing Point. And the uh, the Red Bull seems to be covered in quite a lot of sponsorship that he's brought in. So we'll see what happens there with them this year. Be interesting. Right. I think they'll probably finish second in the constructors. And then they're probably gearing up for all the regulation and rule changes from, from next season. The McLaren is obviously oh. one that everyone's excited about this season because they've got the Mercedes power. Um, and Daniel Ricciardo. Um, obviously, it's still pretty much exactly the same design or livery-wise as last season's car. How excited then are we to see the partnership of, of Lando and Daniel um, I'm assuming there's going to be quite a lot of memes and all that kind of stuff this season from them too because they're quite big characters. But also, is this Daniel's maybe one of his biggest chances to maybe push for a place at the top step on, on in the World Championships and stuff like that? Maybe I think... Well, I was going to say maybe not this year. 
next year is Daniel's sort of make or break year. But obviously with the regulation changes, I think this year could possibly be Ricardo's make or break year because he's got to a team that are back near the front. He's got a chance with someone who isn't Red Bull, which basically means he's now got a chance. And I think that's why he's possibly come out and said that there isn't going to be the joking around with Lando that everyone's expecting. Because didn't he come out and put a statement out saying something like that? There isn't yeah. going to be all the, like that. the jokes I, we're expecting. I mean, I'm actually good. The fact that we lost Carl Lando, uh, like I, I don't know, like it added, it's shown like the funny side of F1, which, like you know, F1 is so serious to the point where like you, you can't see the like the funny side of like the drivers. Like with the mm. conferences and whatnot, like you always see like how serious they are and uh, like all the PR stuff, but you ne- you never get to see like or get to know the drivers as well. And I think McLaren last year and the year be- uh, the previous year, they've been they've been able to show something different. Um, and I think that might be, might have been why like F one's like got is getting back um, more popular. Um, uh, but I'm actually really excited though for, for McLaren. Uh, I'm a huge fan of McLaren, but um, the just them coming back with the Mercedes engine is going to be a huge step compared to that uh, Renault engine that they uh, had uh, in there. But uh, the car is actually a lot different. Um, obviously, they had to build an entire new chassis, which is what they spent their token on. Uh, yeah, entire new chassis so that they can fit the engine in. And I actually have hope uh, that Daniel might get a few wins here and there, uh, along with Lando getting a few podiums. That's my prediction. It's possible. It's it's possible with the uh, Mercedes engine, definitely, yeah. Uh, And like uh, Mercedes, uh, not Mercedes, uh, McLaren has shown themselves last year. Um the fact that they can actually challenge for the top three places uh, as well as for the constructors. But I, I, will they realistically be able to win the constructors? Possibly not. But will they be able to get in the, like, the top three? Yeah, more realistic, to be honest. Um, well, I'm, I'm really hopeful with M- 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 McLaren this year. So I really hope they don't uh, screw it up this year. But yeah. So with McLaren, and obviously they had to redesign the chassis Delivery hasn't changed too, too much. Less what rainbow-y. do you think about it? Because I'm not a big fan. It's pretty basic. <laughs> I yeah. think it, the orange is nice because it's a touch to its kind of its traditional colours. And it's, you know, but I like the, under, the I suppose, the rainbow on the side, but how it's a bit, it's not in your face. It's a bit kind of understated and it's a bit, it's yeah. still there showing its message, but it's a bit kind of, you know, less out your face and it's kind of blended in with the car quite nicely. But, you know, it's it's not the most exciting. There's not many rapid changes to it, but why well, change something that is, is quite nice and, and works well anyway? Um, to be honest... I just... You know, go on, Saj. There you go. Uh, I just think the, the Golf logo is a bit too small. Obviously, it like, depends how much people are paying for sponsorship and everything. But you've got four logos that are essentially the same size. You've got the Golf, the Splunk, the Arrow, and the, the Dell. And then you've got a Better Tomorrow, which is ever so slightly bigger, but where they've placed it, it just doesn't give that 
sort of main sponsor uh, like essence about it, the the wow fact of they are the ones keeping this team going. Uh, going back to the rainbow on the car, I feel like it's lost its meaning by now. No, but Don't you guys it? agree? To, the uh, thing is, is I suppose it's it's not the rainbow stuff and and the black Mercedes. In in my eyes, is is not designed to appeal to people who aren't interested in Formula One. It's be, let's mm. be honest, is you know the people who are going to know why the Mercedes is black are people who follow Formula One, and you don't have to be like a, a religious follower and watch every week race weekend, but have an interest in it. You'll know the Mercedes is black because that's the move they made before last season, following um, the kind of the Black Lives Matter movement and, and George Floyd's. George Floyd's death um, and obviously then people will know as well that the rainbow was on all the cars last season yeah. I'm not sure it's on all the cars this season but I like yeah. how McLaren have stuck with it and it's maybe not as obvious and it's not like on the halo like it was on a lot of the cars yeah. I like how it's still there and they're still kind of passing that message on that you know it might have only for some it might have only been in been one season but you know we're together in this we're an open you know kind of open employer and an open team and we don't care who you are where you're from you know you, you can be part of the mclaren family and i think that message is actually quite important and i yeah. quite like it i think but, um, either way they've both done their job because yeah. we're all speaking about it and that's yeah, sure. all it's there for we'll move on to the alpha towery um which is a livery that I really like. It's really kind of, well, I suppose it's not really in your face. It's quite calm, I suppose, and quite nice that way. It's very, well, nice. <laughs> and obviously their partner this year is is, is Pierre Gasly and, and, and Sonoda, who's made a step up from Formula 2. Um, what are our thoughts then on, on that partnership? And Alpha Tauri in general this season, I know obviously then probably going to be on the fringe of Q2 and Q, uh, Q3 most weeks. Okay. Um, so with the livery, I like what they've done to the back of it, tapering it up and moving the logo. Um, I think it, would, it was quite hard to improve on their livery last year. But I really like that. But the nose of the car, I don't like that they've gone for the blue. I quite liked the white. But where they had the black writing, they could have possibly gone for a, a navy blue writing. Yeah, That's just I me. Yeah, no, I agree with you as well, to be honest. Um, like, the fact that they just, like, inverted the colours, I really like. But I don't know. There's too much blue, like, at the front side, I guess. Mm. Uh, oh. If you got it's I mean. got white wheels. That's nice. I, I, I'm I a hate big fan that. of the Alpha Tower. Yeah. I feel like I'm a minority, but I'm a big fan of how it looks. Yeah, Everything about it, I really like. Yeah, going back to the drivers' lineup for AlphaTauri, Yuki Tsunoda uh, was a um, rookie at a Formula Two. Uh, in his debut season, he came third in the championship, I think. Something behind like that. high up, high up. He was was really high up, and you know, for a rookie to be with that performance, that in is F2. in Formula Two. Yeah, like where everyone's got pretty much the same car. That's incredible. George Russell have an absolute blinder in this season. They do. It's the spec series, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Pardon? Didn't George Russell have an absolute blinder in his first season in Formula 2? think so, yeah. 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 So, he he won the um, Formula 2 championship and he had Lando in second place um, and uh, Alex Albon. And then I think Latifi was uh, fourth back. I'm excited to see Sonoda in Formula 1. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see that partnership too, and I like I like Pierre. 
I mean, it's a shame he's not in a in one of the bigger teams, but I think they saw some of the other teams saw maybe the, the meltdown he experienced really when he was in the Red Bull, and maybe not worth taking a risk on him. But I really like him. You saw when he won in in Monza last year what it meant to him and kind of the passion he showed there. And Sonoda, I think, is 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 going to be one of the talented drivers of the future and will certainly be around for a long, long time. Um, who knows what they'll do this season if they'll nick the odd podium, but I'd probably doubt it. I just think they, the podiums they got last year were very much down to being in the right place at the right time rather than, yeah. you know, tactically having a, you know, a tactically good race or anything like that. They just managed to somehow uh, get, get lucky. With Sonoda, obviously he, Japan's a big motorsport country and he's the first Japanese driver in Formula One. In, a in quite a while. It's Kobayashi. So, it? uh, yeah, so it's Kobayashi, yeah. which oh, is like yeah, 2000 and... Yeah, because in the last decade, seven? hasn't been around for a while, Kobayashi. He was the first driver in a good few years, anyway, from Japan. Yeah, so he's obviously most likely over the next couple of years going to pick up some quite strong backing. Yeah. Uh, Japan are known for putting quite a lot of money down in sponsorship. There's a lot of big, iconic Japanese brands that have sponsored Formula One. I mean, so, Honda had a huge influence in uh, why uh, Sonoda was in uh, the Alpha Tari. If it, if it wasn't for Honda, really? uh, I don't think... He, yeah, yeah they, um, uh, I remember reading quite a few articles last year about uh, how uh, Yuki Sonoda is uh, rumoured to be in the uh, Formula uh, one car, but uh, they didn't know whether. It, well, actually, it was most likely that it will be in the Alpha Tauri. But we also knew that Alex Albon uh, wasn't performing quite well at the time. But uh, this was before the uh, before Honda pulled out of F1. So people were like already speculating that Yuki Tsunoda is going to be um, probably getting promoted to um, Formula One. Um, I mean, it, it, the, it's the Japanese engine manufacturer uh, and they want a Japanese driver in the car so uh, but... right then moving on from the Alpha Tauri we'll move on to the other Alpha well I suppose well, it's not always spelled the same but it kind of sounded good in my head uh, the Alpha Romeo same uh, lineup driver lineup as the past couple of years pretty much the same car um, in... they were very poor last season. I don't expect them being much better this year um, and like I said a minute ago about Fernando, it frustrates me that Kimi, and I love Kimi and everyone loves Kimi, but it frustrates me that he's still in the sport because he's so old and there's so many talented young drivers around that maybe I feel they should have been given a chance to prove themselves in Formula 1. You look at, you know, Charles was was yeah. in, in, in the uh, Alfa Romeo a few years ago and stuff like that. They, they have a, a thing for, for, for working with young drivers and even I think when there was Sauber, Sergio Perez was there and stuff like that. So, you know, it just frustrates me in that in that sense. But we'll see. I don't know what they're going to expect this year on the on on the track, at least anyway. To be honest, uh, I, I think... actually. Oh, go on. No, no, you go, you go. All right. Uh, so with Kimi, I think uh, he's actually helping uh, Alpha quite a lot in the sense that. He's given them a lot of telemetry to help Antonio Giovinazzi. I think if it wasn't for Kimi uh, for the last few years uh, being at uh, Alpha, I think uh, Antonio would have been out of the window. 
Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but I think Alpha could have fallen further back down the grid. Because thing is with Kimi, while he, he, he might not be the fastest anymore, he's going to be pretty consistent. Uh, when you've been doing it for that long, you, you're, you're going to be consistent. So he'll be able to put in the solid laps and give them the, the quality of the, the race runs in the practice sessions and stuff like that. Like you said, and that will be helping both the drivers yeah. in the race because it helps the team with their tactics. And, and he's not going for like risky like uh, overtakes. He, he's taking it safe. Mm. Like, but the actual the, Alpha the, Romeo... No, go on, go on. Alpha, Alpha Romeo does not need a driver that's going to go for risky moves that's going to you know, destroy the car. That, that's their biggest concern like they're a team like Williams in the sense that they don't have much funding they don't want a driver that just goes and destroys their car and they have to spend tens of millions of pounds just to get it fixed and prepared for the next race and that's they don't don't really want to destroy that that car either yeah Yeah. I mean you wouldn't it's one of the best looking cars on the grid in my opinion crashed in an hour for a mayo he's bad in a road car let alone a Formula 1 car (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is a very nice looking car I'll yeah. agree with you on that one uh, yeah I, I'd I'd definitely put that up that is probably one of my favourites yeah am I the only mm-hmm. one that thinks it's quite similar to the Alpha Tauri though in just it's two block colours no and to be honest me predominantly I think it's white. so much nicer yeah personally I prefer it to the um, the Alpha the other Alpha that is <laughs> I know that's too- <laughs> it really annoys me. I changed the name from Toro Rosso because there's too many alphas on the grid now. <laughs> alpha with an uh, alpha with an E. Alpha with Red Bull were difficult enough. They thought they'd make Alpha Tauri difficult as well. Or Toro Rosso. But they, they are rumored to leave F1 though. Uh, alpha Romeo. Moving on, then three more teams to go. This grid seems to be ever so big. Um, and we'll move on to the team that's got a lot of people talking in the off season. It is Haas, sponsored by, I can't actually pronounce who they are, but they're a Russian company that have come with, with Mazepan. Ural Kali. Ural Kali, yeah. There we go. It really is only an American team that could be heavily sponsored by a Russian company. Um, it yeah. just kind of makes me laugh. But thoughts on a drastic change in livery. Um, and they're all rookie driver lineup in Mazapan and obviously Mick Schumacher and may I say that I'm really excited to have the Schumacher name back on the grid especially with what's you know happening behind the scenes with, with his dad Michael mm. yeah. um, I think <sighs> Mick likes to play the Schumacher name a bit he's pretty yeah he's, he's showing it in formula too I can agree with that yeah so I think Yeah, he's a really good driver. And I think he'll... Well, I know he'll almost definitely outperform Mazepin unless the sponsorship has a strong influence on that. Wouldn't surprise Uh, me if they do have a strong influence. But I do think that Mick is going to nowhere near reach the heights of his dad. I think that's fairly obvious. Um, But it'd be interesting to see how he does in the Haas, which... For the last couple of years, as relatively disappointed, I think a lot of people with kind of, have, you know, their first year in Formula One, they're actually half decent. 
and um, apart from the the Grosjean crash really in Bahrain last year, they haven't really had any many talking points, and they're quite a, a they're one of them teams you just forget about, and They've you just got don't a big yeah. talking point now. But now yeah, you're but... Cali. Do you Which... like the house livery? Currently, no, not uh, not so much. Or well, what 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 do you think about it? Like I, overall, I really like the front. Is wing. that the Russian flag? Let's let's start yes. with that. Yeah, yes, it is. The front wing, the three different blades. I, I think so. I, I quite like that. That's not the one that annoys me. The one that annoys me is on the back of the car. That Russian. Yeah, it, that, the one on the front wing I think is actually really nice, and it's been quite nice. Design, how they could even the call the blades in the three different colours. I think that's quite cool. But I know that they're under under investigation by. I think the anti-doping, uh, yeah, the World Anti-Doping Agency, because Russia have got a ban from elite sport or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's not whether it's cool or not; it's whether it's a flag. Oh, it's a flag. It's a flag. Here's yeah. a flag. It's a... fairly obvious. Even the one on the back, the the flick could be a flagpole. They couldn't have made it more obvious. The thing is, though, that's the only interesting part of the Haas car. It's a bloody flag. A number. <laughs> I like the number. Sort of like classic. Yeah, I guess. The forty-seven on the back of the car. On the flag, the number on the back of the car. It reminds me of um, the old racing cars where it literally was a circle, a white yeah. circle with two black numbers in. Reminds me of, um, this can be sound really bad on this, but do you remember Herbie, the car that had his yeah. own? Herbie fully loaded and all that stuff. It reminds me of the number on Herbie. Oh, um, I quite like that. But apart from that, the Hass is, it's a controversial design to say the least. Uh-huh. And without the Russian flag, it's a very bland design. Um, and obviously, that's only they've only released a livery. They're releasing the actual car design this weekend at the Bahrain test. I love the black on the car at the bottom. Yeah, like where it thins out the car. Yeah, and gives it that longer, sleeker look, and it sort of tapers up with the flag. Mm. I, I really like that part of it. I don't know to be honest, but. Uh... It, an American team with a Russian flag, uh, a Austrian slash German uh, team principal, and a German driver and a Russian driver. He needs like, to go. Aniki uh, needs to go. Into Steiner. He's Wait, entertaining, what? but f- he's he's entertaining. But for Haas, I don't think he's How sending him in the right direction. He is That's the, another episode for uh, series. next time. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. He's in there for drive to survive, but in terms of it'd be interesting getting Haas away from the bottom of the grid, he's not going to do it. I think we've said it. I've said it about a couple of teams, well, a couple of drivers, but I think this is very much a make or break year for Haas. We'll move on then from Haas. Two more to go. Oh, and still one of the more exciting ones. Yeah, it is because it's again, it's one that we kind of had no idea what was going to happen with it. It is the Alpine. Um, Piloted this year by Esteban Ocon and the returning, annoyingly, um, Fernando Alonso. Um, I suppose then we'll just do the same old, same old. Is what we're thinking on their chances this season and the driver lineup and the car itself. The Alpine is the best looking car on the grid, hands down. <laughs> a bit controversial again. Um, it's hands a... down. It's a bit like the uh, Haas car in the sense that it is literally the French flag. Mate, it's, 
I mean, the the color color scheme wise is the French. Like if you look at it at the side, you've got the blue and the white stripe yeah. in between, and then the red. Uh, but it's not like I mean, it doesn't pop to you immediately because it's majority blue, like around the front slash middle of the car, and then like a little bit of a little stripe of white and a, a bit bigger stripe of red at the end. But, yeah, um, I really like it. I do, I do as well. Yeah, for sure. I just uh, like how in in your face it is. Yeah, it's not like the um, Haas car where it's just Russian flag, Russian flag, Russian flag. It's uh, it's completely different. They still implemented the uh, French flag, yes. Um, but is it right on your face? No. Uh, does it? But what I do really, really like though is the number. Uh, how they've done the uh, driver numbers. I like how on all the cars we've discussed the numbers. Maybe the least important part of the car. <laughs> yeah. we say, the I think it's too small. Beautiful, it look at it. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's one of the ways you tell the difference between the drivers, especially with the halos now. But I do like and how many sponsors they do have though as well. The shape of it as well. Yeah. I agree with Brad. I think that's the most good looking car on the grid. Yeah. It is like the blue is kind of chromey. I do like the chromey blue. It's all uh, satin finish, I think. Is it? Oh, but it, it looks yeah. quite chromish, which I it's it's completely different to what other teams have done because most teams have went with like either a glossy uh, paint job or a, a complete match finish, like a, a McLaren, panic, I suppose. That's a way of describing it. I'm not sure. I'm not really uh, into uh, my paint types, to be perfect. Uh, <laughs> I leave the decorating to my satin. Pen. Yeah, it's sort of half matte, half gloss. Gloss, yeah. But I think the the bit that I love about the Alpha Tauri, no, sorry, the Alpine, it's just all the little things. So, like one, the the shape of the nose where they have the blades coming off it is such a thin nose. The map fire logo and the castral edge, I both love. And then the Alpine on the nose, the way how they don't care that it's only like readable on one side because it's obviously facing that way instead of having the letters like vertical. Like, the little things like that I love. I, and also I the end like, plates. I know you said it on the front nose. I quite like how that little French flag, just as it goes over the nose, well, is actually really nice too. The whole car, you said they've taken into the little details but also like aerodynamically there's a lot of things there that look like it's going to help the car aerodynamically and kind of stick into the track for grip and stuff like that and it'd be exciting yeah. to see if they can start pushing further up the grid because we saw towards the end of last season that I think I'm right didn't I know didn't Ricardo, Ricardo got a podium I'm not sure if Esteban did but we saw that uh, they yes he did yeah at the Sake Grand Prix or... yeah. oh yeah I remember now but you can see that they started to push in the right direction. There were a few teams that were starting to, you know, challenge, I suppose, and starting to, to mount a bit of a challenge potentially to the, to the bigger and more well-funded teams. It would be interesting to see how the Alpine do, especially with the guidance of someone like Fernando Alonso. But my issue with Fernando is that when he was at McLaren and it was a poor, poor performing car, he got very frustrated and I think a bit of a, an idiot, really, and a bit of a moron and was just quite you know, I suppose disrespectful to, to kind of the car itself and kind of the effort it goes into put into it. So if that Alpine's poor, 
are we going to see a, the bad side of Fernando again? Probably, and that's not really something I have any time for. But to be honest, mate, uh, looking at the aerodynamics of the um, the Alpine car, it looks like exact the same as the last year's Renault. Um, minus a few things like the um, barge board. Uh, obviously, like for this year, it's been shortened. So before you could have the um, barge board like be extended as far as the um, rear wheels, but yeah. um, this year they had to sh- like had it slim in, I guess, on the rear. Oh, the floor tray. Yeah, the floor. Sorry, not the barge board, yeah. but they did have the barge board shortened a little bit, but. Um, but yeah, like it is literally pretty much last year's Renault based on the images I can see right now. So but. they've got sponsors everywhere. I'm looking at it, and there's there's even one on the side of the end of the nose, Bell and Ross. Yeah, <laughs> and then the Microsoft right down with all the, the fins. And... You can see it through the. Through the fins, can't you? Yeah, and the Dupont, or and then all the little ones down the bottom. I I love it. The Yahoo on the rear wing, like right down in the bottom, yeah. and they've also plastered French flags everywhere, like the the front wing, the rear wing, up the middle of the body. It's a stunning car, and I think we'll leave it at that because I think Brad is falling in love with it. Um, <laughs> he's got a love affair with the car. God knows. Um, finally, then is the one that's now always at the back of the grid, and it's quite a striking car. And everyone has said that it's basically been made on the Formula One game. Um, it is the Williams. Um, it is still the same lineup, I think, of Russell and Latifi. Um, are we expecting them to be pushing any further up the grid? And car-wise, looks-wise, it's a car I actually really like just because it's so. It's so un-Williams, if you get what I mean. Like, it's not a Williams... It doesn't look like a Williams car. It's, it doesn't seem very traditional. It doesn't seem, you know, very kind of sticking to their roots. They've kind of just gone, oh, sod this. Let's do what we want with it. And I really like it. Yeah, I don't agree with me. I'm not a big fan. I don't hate it. Oh, nah, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brad, you've gone on about numbers... What about the numbers on this car? They're like stopwatches. Can't say that's not cool. That's kind of sick. I've just spotted that when looking at the pictures, and I've just seen that that is really cool. It's like a stopwatch. And it's clear, like, from the edge of the track, you'll see what, like, like who's in that car. Stuff like that matters. I just think it's really nice. I feel like there's, there's touches to its, its past. I know me and Sash spoke about it, but, like, the gold or the, the yellowy kind of gold that's it's kind of on the, the wing mirrors and on kind of the side of cars, it's kind of a touch to the, to the 90s when I think they were sponsored by Canon and stuff like that. So it's yeah. kind of little touches to the past. And yeah. I just think it's really it's really out there and it's a bit kind of, you know, oh, in your yeah. face and very not what you would expect. The one thing I'm trying to... Um, I'm still trying to get my head around is, do you know the um, lights blue on the car? So yeah. I, I cannot find anywhere where that light blue is from. The darker blue uh, is from the 90s car, from when they used to have the yellow, blue, white. Um, but I'm, I'm still stri- struggling to understand where the lighter blue um, stripes is from, like which era. Because I, 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 think, I think the blue and the yellow together, the, the slightly lighter blue, 
uh, are meant to be from when um, what's his name Senna was was at Williams, but obviously because the whole car's blue for it to be noticeable, I think that to make it a bit lighter. Right. Pardon? They're just literally using four very basic block colours in the blue, the light blue, the gold, the yellow, and the black. And I just think it works well across the board. I'm looking at it now, and like you're falling in love with the Alpine, I'm falling in love with the Williams. <laughs> the only thing that annoys me about the Williams is I would go and buy some of their team kit this year, but it's really ugly oh, stuff boy. by Umbro. And I'm just sat there like, I don't want to be spending money on Umbro. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's my only bear bug with the Williams this season. Do you not think like the that black square just cut black. out of it? The, the Lavazza being the main sponsor and it's there? I feel like it should be a bit lower, but... And yeah. bigger, no? Oh yeah, yeah lower and bigger, definitely. So if they did that, I would sort it out. And it, it looks more like carbon fibre than black to me. Yeah. I'm falling in love with the numbers more and more. <laughs> you like them, yeah, that's I'm it. looking at the 63 yeah, and the numbers how they're just a different height is really cool too. Yeah, if they were the same height, it wouldn't have worked. They would have merged together too much. What are we thinking then? Are they gonna be are they gonna be a bit more competitive this year or are they gonna still be very much at the back of the grid? I can see them challenging a few teams like uh, Alpha Tari, I reckon. Has. I would just, I would just like to see George Russell racing rather than just being sat in the grid and being overlapped. Yeah, I agree. If, can, if that car can compete with the Haas and the Alfa Romeo, you know they're not competing for points, but if they're competing just for kind of grid places like that, I think for George's development as well, more than anything else, it would be quite good. And it would just be nice to see him competing rather than being sat at the back constantly. Well, they've uh, ever since uh, Claire has left, they've started to. Improve significantly. Don't, don't stick this on Claire. It was not. No, no, I'm not. I'm not sticking it on Claire. But they don't did have in the Claire Williams hatred. Claire no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not though. But like, what I'm saying is like they've restructured the entire team. Like, so they brought in new staff to work on this year's car, and as well as like deliver aerodynamic packages for the races uh, since Claire has left, and. We started seeing, you know, uh, Williams start challenging the like some of the other teams, you know, not be sat at the back of the grid. So I'm not like blaming it directly at Claire. I'm just saying that <laughs> ever since the um, what are they called? Ever since Capito has joined, uh, things have started looking more more positive. And what I really like is how they're still racing under the Williams name. And however long that lasts for, who knows? But I still think that's a very class move from them that they still continue to race under under the Williams name. When they had Valtteri and Felipe uh, there, Felipe, yeah, 2016, that was a quality year. And even then when um, Stroll, his first year there, I think he got on the podium in one of the races. I think it might be been 2018 at Baku, yeah. yeah. That's when it started to go downhill, which is when Claire was really taking the reins. And it's also when... Uh, Lance's dad pulled his money and invested it when Force William went into administration. Uh, Force India went into administration. So there's a, it seems to be a, a couple of things that have played a part in William's failure and probably is the, the management side of things too. But who knows? Are we done Williams bashing, Brad? 
Nah, it could get bonus points for getting rid of Dan Tictum. That's a lot of bonus points, in fairness. I, I, I will give him credit. Yeah, they, they do deserve it. So before Brad starts slagging off more teams, um, do we want to rank these liveries from best to worst? Do we want to start with worst? And I think we can all say it's the Red Bull. Yep, nothing new. So oh, boring. So Brad, are you yeah. are you about to argue saying the Red Bull isn't the worst one? I'd say it's the worst in terms of it being different, but I quite like it, even though it doesn't change. It, I'd still quite like the livery itself. No, I'm in the waiting room. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, I think from, I, I might put uh, Haas last. To be honest, it's it's so bland and it's just like Russian flag. There, it's. It's, it's it's not got a, nothing like that pops to you compared to like the Red Bull, like the Red Bull. Even though it's the same every year. Um, oh, well, I can see we actually got the actually. It's got like a, a lot of action. So we've got the the actual Red Bull, uh, and a lot of sponsors. There's a lot going on, which I do really like. Like especially like around the front um, wing, where it's just got uh, red. And then bull at the other, like at each side of the wings, compared to the Haskar, which is literally just flag of the Russian. It's the Russian flag. Nothing, nothing different about it. Like, so I, I personally, to me, I drank the uh, Haskar last as the worst. I can't get a picture of all of them together. I will actually, Sag, agree with you there that the Has is the worst car on the grid. Looks wise is what we're doing this on, by the way, folks. Looks wise, yeah. It's so kind of going after the second to worst is the Red Bull Williams. Oh, for goodness sake! <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm not having that. I think the Williams, I love the Williams purely for the fact that it's not a Williams looking car. I drank Ferrari, at least it don't look like a tube of toothpaste anymore. <laughs> I mean, they didn't last year, they changed I... it. I rank the Williams in the top half of this table. I think because of how different it is to what a Williams usually looks like, that's why it should be so far up. Whether it looks nice or not is a different question, but I think because of how... Yeah, they have have put their foot out in it. Yeah. Um, To me, I would put uh, Ferrari next. Oh, yeah, the green. The green. Green. Cool, I forgot about that green. Go on, I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> yeah, okay. So Ferrari second to worst because of the green. Yes. Even though we're all a big fan of the, the transmission from the, the bright red to the dark red. Yeah, but the thing is all the teams have got like so like every team has got like um has actually developed so much in their livery. With the Ferrari, yes they have, but the green just ruins it, personally. Um I I hate the Ferrari the more and more I look at it. The the it, yeah. it reminds me of the whole sticker bomb of it and the the UPS needs to be whited out. The mission winnow especially needs to be whited out. Yeah but the thing is right so look at look at their car right now right on from the side pod um n- near the uh, wishbones uh, well near the front uh, tires you can see the mission winnow um sponsor in black, and then for some reason, right, they decided to go with green at the 
behind the cockpit, which doesn't make sense. Well, you know, Mission Winnow's colours are blue as well. No, no, it's not. It's blue and a sort of darkish green, and then a, a sort of a swampyish green, like a light. I don't know, but like it looks, it looks close enough to the Kaspersky um, colours, the colour even, which is um, sort of like the um, Aston green, but lighter. Well, Ferrari made Kaspersky work for a while. Yeah, uh, it's, they've got it in white. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. So are we going at the second to worst one is Ferrari, yeah? Definitely? Yes, indeed. Right, oh, third to worst, the Red Bull. Yes. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Brad, what could you possibly say is, what could you, what can you possibly say is worse than the Red Bull of the last 10 years who looks exactly the same? He's going right. to say Williams, isn't he? No. He's... Look, when you look at this new Red Bull, do you not like the the new stripe down the side of it? It's sort of what a stripe. Oh, uh, don't worry, that red stripe isn't new. I don't know. Saying about it, just that's so similar to last year. I've just seen. Yeah, you win. Thank you. <laughs> there was no argument about it, mate. So it just looks different to me. I think it's the Telcel, the new the new sponsors that uh, Perez has brought. I can see where you're coming from there. Like Citrix. Uh, mm. All right, then. So we've got Mercedes, Aston Martin, McLaren, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Romeo, and Williams left. My fourth worst would be the Mercedes. Really? I'd, I was ranked uh, the McLaren, personally. The McLaren's bad. I forgot the about Mc... them. What are the other options? We've still got uh, left. The two uh, Alphas and Williams Alphas. and Aston Martin. Next would be uh, Williams for me. No, I'd no. go Williams then McLaren. I would go McLaren then Williams. Oh, the McLaren okay. is the McLaren is exactly just, it's like the Red Bull. It's pretty similar to last year's car. Okay, yeah, just because of that, yeah, yeah, uh, I, uh, that's the same for me. So McLaren then Williams. I will I will lose to Williams then. So, so far, it's the worst is Haas, then Ferrari, then Red Bull, then the McLaren, then Williams. So, who's next? Uh, Alpha Tauri. No. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. I agree. Just because it's gone downhill from last year. It's too blue for me. Are you telling me that the Alpha Tauri is worse than Mercedes? Even though I hate the, uh, how much AMG they've got oh. on the rear... I don't know. I still prefer the AMG and the silver. Absolutely. I'm gonna put the Mercedes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. I just think the Mercedes is very bland. Apart from that little transition to the AMG stuff at the back, I just think it's a bit meh. All their logos are just writing. So they've got the AMG, IWC, Epson, Petronas. The Ineos is the most creative one. Even the, the Primax and stuff, it's all just a bit, it's just words because they don't exactly use the the Patronus logo. They only have it on the barge board and the Tommy Hill figure is only on the nose. Yep. It's weird how yeah. little uh, um, Mercedes has sponsors wise. I, I just like, just from looking at it now. I wonder how much money those people are paying to sponsor them. Oh, I'll. Lot like fortunes. Okay, so top three cars we've got the Aston Martin, the Alfa Romeo, and the Alfa Tauri. 
Alpha Tower. Third. Alpha Tower. I'm going to lose that fight, aren't I? Yeah. I think the Aston Martin. Yes. What? Nah. What? It's the pink. It's the pink. I'd put, um, personally, Aston Martin either second or first. I'm leaning. I was wanting to put it. I will surrender the Alpha Tower to third position. Yeah. It's it's still a very nice car. So now we've got a split. The Alfa Romeo and the Aston Martin, and this is probably the um, highest up the grid the Alfa Romeo is going to find itself this season. The Alpines, <laughs> what? Oh, I forgot about the Alpine. Well, that's uh, up there too. Oh, goodness sake. I would say uh, the Aston then is third best. I'd put it second, even. Ooh, oh, I don't know if I could choose. I'd put the. Um... I like it. It's British racing green. Aston Martin in Formula One. That's Aston Martin. They're British. It's like, a, like. But Haas, they're American with a Russian flag. Why aren't they at the top of the? Because <laughs> I ain't Russian or American. <laughs> in my, <laughs> when I look at them, as much as I love the racing green and I think it looks amazing, the pink really annoys me. And the Alfa Romeo and the Alpine, or Alpine, however you're pronouncing it, don't do anything to annoy me. I yeah. also got an over the pink, especially with the racing point. And uh, yeah, with racing point. Uh... But, but the pink doesn't work with the green. But how similar is the Alfa to last year? Very. Very. It's just. So, so we, can all, we can agree that uh, third place goes to Alpha then. Then I'm putting the Aston in second. Yeah. Yeah. So the Alpine wins. Yeah. Okay, so oh, wow. the worst. <laughs> this is, in our opinion, the middle of the grid podcast. Um, worst of best liveries. So last it is the Russian national team, Haas. Uh, then it's Ferrari followed by Red Bull, then McLaren, Williams, Mercedes, Alpha Tauri, and then your top three are Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, and then the Alpine. Yeah. What's I'm, it mean? Nothing will change a few of them. But... This was a group decision, Brad, and you agreed yeah. to this. <laughs> as long as the Alpine wins, I'm happy. Well, it did. I think it is definitely the most striking car on the grid. So that is us done, our first episode of the Middle of the Grid podcast done and dusted. We'll be back hopefully early next week with a review of pre-season testing taking place this weekend in Bahrain as well then as a live potential watch-along of qualifying and race day next weekend as the 2021 Formula 1 season begins in Bahrain. But from all of us here at the Middle of the Grid, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to us and make sure to drop us a follow on Twitter at MOTG. F1 and we'll see you soon goodbye for now